Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Hello and welcome to this week's Z to A podcast from Jules and Mark here at the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello, hello, hello. Now this week's letter is K is for kiss, kiss and make up and it's quite apt isn't it this week? Yes, it's Valentine's Day this week so we've all got to get up early and open all those cards that drop through the door onto our doormat from our admirers haven't we? We have. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. But yeah, happy Valentine's to all of you listeners out there. Did you know, I found this out this week. There's actually seven days to the Valentine week. It isn't just a day. Did you know that? No, I I didn't know that at all. I just thought it was the 14th of February. So did I. I just thought on that day, that's it. You send a card to let somebody know that you have feelings for them. But apparently there's seven days to it. And it starts on the 7th of February. And that's called Rose Day. And it marks the start of Valentine's Day. So apparently... Uh, on this day, this is when you send the roses. 7th of February, that day's already passed, hasn't it? It's gone. Where's the roses? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any roses. <laughs> What's the second day? So the next day, which obviously is the 8th of February, is called Propose Day. And it's a day for all sorts of proposals. So you can apparently confess your love to your crushed one. If you are planning to propose, then you can make it a special event with the perfect date with flowers and all the rest of it. So, yeah, 8th is propose date. Oh, that's quite a uh, big commitment for that day, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Because I always thought you did all of this on the on the actual 14th. But the next day, the February the 9th. Now, this will interest you particularly, oh, go Mark. On, go on. <laughs> and it's passed, so you're not having it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's actually the 9th, this chocolate day. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm starting to really love Valentine's Day now. If, I'll stick that in my calendar for next year. The ninth is chocolate day. Every day is chocolate day for me. I know, every day is chocolate day. But yeah, that's the day that give people chocolates to let them know how much that you love them or how sweet you find them. Oh, sweet. I see what you did there. (laughs) So that's the ninth. So on February the 10th, apparently, is what's called Teddy Day or Teddy Day gifts. Oh, how sweet. So basically, a Teddy Day brings back childhood memories of being cuddled and tucked into bed securely by sorry, like your parents. And a teddy is a cute stuffed animal that brings all cosy sweet things to mind. The idea being is that you give somebody a teddy and they keep them forever and they're cosy and huggable like you are, I oh, guess. That's, that's very sweet, sweet, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, February the 11th is Promise Day. And it's all about signifying the importance of commitment. So you could make a promise of maybe if you're with somebody of going steady. Do you remember that word? Uh, going, going steady, steady. yeah. <laughs> but the next one, the 12th. Yeah, what's the 12th? It's my favourite. Yeah? It's hug day. Oh, hug day. <laughs> that sounds similar to teddy day, doesn't it? 
It does, it does. Are these actually true or has somebody made these up? Because they all sound very similar, don't they? They do sound very <laughs> similar. But yeah, I did. I, I found this and I, I did research it a little bit to make sure before we did it that it is kosher. <laughs> <laughs> that nobody's just written this, but it is, yeah. apparently. So yeah, hug day. So it's the day, the 12th of February, where you can have a hug. Oh, that's, so, that's really nice. And what's the 13th? The 13th is Kiss Day. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> apparently... Celebrated on the 13th of February, new lovers share their first kiss of commitment. <laughs> this, this sounds like a long date, doesn't it? It goes on for seven days. So I take it now that we've had chocolate and teddies and all these Hugs. sorts of things. The 14th of February is Valentine's Day. There's so nothing left to do. You've actually committed all of your love for the, the past six days. What do you actually do on Valentine's well, Day? Do you send a card? <laughs> Apparently, it's the day that you take off to celebrate and spend the whole time with your loved one. Oh. A day of celebration, a commitment, and the blissful excitement of finding one's perfect mate. There oh, you go. This is amazing, this is. So seven days of Valentine's Day. This reminds me now of the whole month that we build up to Christmas, even though the decorations start going in to October. the shops. We, no, we, we need to be really quiet because there might be some retailers listening here thinking, ooh, that's it to a podcast has given me a, a really big commercial oh, idea. Yes. So if you're a retailer, please don't start Valentine's Day in well, they start do. November. They do start it like the 1st of January, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that little bit of useless information with you all today. I think it's fantastic. And the great thing about Valentine's Day is it is around love and it's around tradition and it's around expression of sending a piece of paper to somebody to say you love them no joking aside it is an expression of love yeah nothing says i love you more than a piece of card does folded it? in half <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you write in it that counts doesn't it so this brings me on to our chapter in the z to a of life mm. where the chapter is k is for kiss and as you said kiss and make up and in this chapter here we actually wrote about the opposite side when you flip in Loving things, the opposite to love for a lot of people is the word hate. Which is a word that we don't like. No. <laughs> we In try fact, not to use. <laughs> I hate the word hate. <laughs> now, that's very ironic because quite a few years ago, I was spending time with an, our work colleague and we were on a long journey somewhere and they just kept saying how much they hated things. So they were in the car, they were saying, oh, I hate driving. I hate driving on a Sunday. I hate driving in the traffic. I hate long journeys. And when I got to the destination that we were going to, I actually realised that I was bored of the word hate. (laughs) (laughs) And that ironic statement would be, I hate the word hate. And that got me thinking of how to remove the word hate from life. Because when you say hate, the Oxford English Dictionary's definition of hate is to have an intense dislike of. Yes. Now, I have an intense dislike of smoking. Yeah. I don't like smoking. I don't have anything against people that want to smoke, if that's what they want to do. And I don't hate people that smoke. I don't have an intense dislike of those people. It's just one of those things. It's not for me. Yeah, I totally get that. And something that we come across often when we're in schools is teenagers telling us how much they dislike or hate some of their subjects that they have to do. For example, maths is a popular one that (laughs) they don't like, isn't it? (laughs) Or unpopular, yeah. That is very true. And in reality, people probably don't really hate the particular subject. So they don't hate maths in this case. It's just that they might not understand it and might not be very good at it. And if they find out a way of understanding it and trying it, then it makes sense. Then they lose the hate of it. 
So it's about changing the mindset, isn't it? Yes, as, as with most things, it is the mindset, isn't it? Did you have anything that you said you used to really hate, but now you really like because you changed your mindset? The thing that springs to mind, funny enough, is bananas. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Actually, as a child, I liked bananas. I used to love things like bananas in custard or banana wow. sandwiches. <laughs> I used to think they were lovely. And then as, as I grew up, there was something about... It was the smell of bananas. I couldn't stand it. And if I walked into a room and there was a banana skin in a bin or something, I could smell it. I literally would gag, wouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing worse. (laughs) Ridiculous. But then, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, we were down in London and I bought myself a really nice smoothie. And unbeknown to me, it had a whole banana in it. And I I drank it and I was like, oh, that's quite nice. (laughs) (laughs) What's the missing ingredient? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so uh, it obviously had the banana and I thought, oh, I quite like that. So then I started having the smoothies with bananas in and now I'm back to enjoying the bananas. So I guess that you lost the hate with the bananas and you made up with them. I did. And obviously bananas are incredibly good for you in lots of different ways. And yeah, delighted that I've got over that. And I focused on the, the good within a banana now. That's really fab that you love bananas now. <laughs> but thinking about how this works, a lot of it comes down to conditioning of the mind. Now, sometimes we can live in a negative society. We're quite vocal sometimes on this podcast about the news being negative yeah. and all the stories you hear every single day are about murders and accusations and arguments and political fallouts and whatever. So then that leads to people having a moan fest. A moan fest. Well, actually, sometimes a good old moan fest is is good for the soul. Just get it off your chest. Get it off your chest, that's right. (laughs) But I remember when we used to work full time and sometimes at the coffee breaks, there'd always be a big moan about the boss or about a colleague. Or we see it in schools, don't we? People moan about their teachers, they moan about a certain lesson, they moan about the rules and everything. They all get together in back mentality and let's have a good old moan, which is probably in reality not going to change anything, is it? No, probably won't change anything, but it could do if you could come up with solutions. But yes, sometimes it is good to get it off your chest. But what often can happen is it might lead to disagreements because what I'm moaning and complaining about, you might enjoy Mm. and somebody else might have a different opinion to you. And then the discussion or the moan becomes almost like a conflict or an argument, can't it? Yeah, and then that's that's not good, is it? Because when you're trying to argue with somebody about an opinion that they're not going to agree with, you're going to spend a lot of time arguing, come to my opinion, come to my opinion, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then the next thing is that person just strengthens their opinion and it leads to a big argument. So how do we solve that? Well, there's a saying about being the bigger person within something like an argument or a disagreement. I think that is something really worth looking at, how you become that bigger person. So when you're in that conflict or that argument, that disagreement, how you can maybe not resolve it, but at least walk away with your friendship still intact. A good first step would be to choose your happiness over being the winner. So maybe looking at your ego and thinking, do I really, really need to win this argument? Yeah. Or could I actually walk away and respect the other person's opinion and decision? Yeah, that's very true. It's not to say that you have to agree with everything. 
it's still important to learn how to communicate and uh, I guess express your own point of view but if there's no common ground and you can't agree it's better to be kind and keep that relationship rather than the need to I'm going to win this argument whether we fall out and never speak to each other ever ever again (laughs) so find a compromise and some common ground really an example of good compromise I had was a friend years ago used to give me a lift to work and they would always smoke in the car. Wow. Now, obviously, I have an intense dislike of smoking itself, but it was my friend's car and they were kindly giving me a lift. <laughs> yes. So I couldn't really have an argument with them and tell them to stop smoking. Please but, do not smoke in your own car. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember coming to a compromise and saying, look, you're a really, really good friend mm. and I don't like smoking. They knew that. So I just asked if when they smoked, if they'd mind opening the window. Absolutely. And then the friend actually came to a bigger compromise and said, actually, I know you don't like smoking, so I won't smoke while I'm in the car. But if I'd have been really confrontational and started going into all the health risks of smoking and why I don't like it and why I, I'll use the word, hate smoking, Mm. then that could have been a real confrontation. He would have said, well, just walk to work then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we came to a really, really good compromise. And in the end... I actually got the best deal out of it because I got a lift to work in a smoke-free car. Whoop, whoop, win-win. (laughs) Win-win. And that's what you're always aiming at, isn't it? Win-win. I think, well, it's not win-win, is it? Because that's what we're saying, being the bigger person, that you haven't got to win every single argument, every single conflict. But I think what you're saying is having that flexibility to avoid the huge conflict. So when that sort of starts, being open to altering your plans or your thoughts... Well, let's face it, it's not going to kill you. Smoking might, but (laughs) that doesn't. You're going to encounter lots of changes where you're going to have to make adjustments. So a little willingness like your friend did to sacrifice that cigarette on the way in proves that he's mature enough to choose the what we would call the, the peaceful approach, really, and be that bigger person. That's a very nice phrase, isn't it? The peaceful approach. And in fact, I suppose if we look at it, we did win-win because I got my lift in a smoke-free car and he got to hear all my witty comments while he was driving to work. <laughs> I bet so he was we delighted. Had a win-win situation <laughs> there. But in summary to that, we came to a compromise and both of us became the bigger person, didn't we? Yes, yes. And that, in reality, is a win-win because you both become that bigger person. And let's face it, nobody likes falling out or fighting with people. And I don't mean physical fighting because... No. I'll be honest with you, that is something that I intensely dislike, any form of fighting. But arguing or falling out or disagreements, nobody really wants to do that. And if you can be that bigger person sometimes and think, right, this is going nowhere, we're not going anywhere, and just say, you know, let's just end this now. And then we maybe agree to disagree Yeah, that's on a this good one, compromise. Put it to bed and we'll, we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> So that you can remain friends and not have that fallout. Another great way of looking at it is to Mm. flip it. To flip it. Ooh, like like a pancake. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pancake day is coming up soon, isn't it? Oh, I love pancake day. I tell you what, listeners, let us know what your favourite topping is on pancakes. What's yours? Sorry, we've gone off topic a little bit, but we'll come back. Do you know what? I love bananas on pancake. Banana and peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my favourite pancake I've ever had was in Thailand. And it was actually on pancake day, wasn't it? It was. It was fresh coconut and, yeah, banana. Oh. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. That was incredible. This is ironic. I've never heard you so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I had two or three, didn't I? They were amazing. We did. We did. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to flip it like a pancake. We're going to flip it like a pancake. (laughs) Now, let's face it. We 
generally don't like sitting in traffic. I don't find many people that go, do you know what? I'm so excited about commuting <laughs> to work and sitting in a traffic jam today. So a lot of people we speak to will say, I hate the traffic. Mm. This is an uncontrollable. You can't avoid the traffic. You could go a different way, arguably, but generally you can't avoid the traffic. So a good way to flip it and lose the hate with the traffic is to do something that is going to make sitting in traffic more pleasurable. Okay. Now, this is difficult because, let's face it, again, sitting in in a traffic jam (laughs) behind a car isn't very pleasurable. So how about you listen to something positive? Now, what do most people do when they're in the car? They sit there, they put the news on, the negative news. Yeah, and then they have a good old moan about it, which then incenses them even more. So how about listen to something inspirational? Like? Like a podcast. Like a podcast. Like a podcast. The Z2A of life skills. Of course, you can listen to other ones as well. (laughs) But this will then inspire you. And maybe when you're doing that journey, Mm. so let's say you're stuck in traffic for 20 minutes, you listen to the Z2A of podcast, which is about 20 minutes long. That would then make your journey more positive. We talked about habit hooking a few weeks ago. Maybe hooking a positive to a negative can help you to lose the hate and kiss and make up. Oh, yes. And let's face it, kissing and making up and hugging and doing all those lovely things that we spoke about at the beginning, like this week of Valentine's, isn't that much nicer than falling out or arguing? Because I think those feelings, when you've you've had a disagreement with somebody, and particularly somebody maybe that you're quite close with, either your partner, your brother, your sister, your best friend, when you've had that disagreement those negative hurtful feelings they stay with you I think so much longer and they keep you awake because it's upset you so isn't it better to kiss and make up have that hug eat the chocolate (laughs) eat the chocolate or the banana I'm going to put one final thing in there there's something else that we need to love massively and that is ourselves so let's talk a little bit briefly about self-love it's probably fair to say that everybody will have something that they dislike about themselves. Oh, yes, yes. So, for example, the first time I heard my voice live, you heard your voice live. <laughs> oh, my God, do I sound like that? Yeah. People don't like their nose, their ears, their eyes. The legs. Their physical shape. The colour of the hair. The color- I'm too yes. short, I'm too tall, whatever. Yeah. Now, sometimes, again, it goes back to this thing of acceptance. Mm. So height-wise, if you're six foot or five foot or whatever, that's the thing you can't change. You can't change the colour of your eyes. You could probably wear contact lenses or something. But the fact is, it's about acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And isn't it amazing that we see ourselves differently from how the world sees us? Yes. So everybody hears my voice and it sounds like this. Yeah. I just hear it different from everybody else. We were at a conference the other week and you spoke and afterwards we were speaking to somebody and they said how amazing you were and that they could listen to you all day and I thought what a lovely compliment I get to listen to him all day (laughs) you get my witty comments (laughs) that's why I go for long walks (laughs) I know it's just so you can recharge your battery for more witty comments but on a serious note that was really lovely that that person Mm. said that I have a real acceptance of hearing my own voice now. And in fact, I will listen back to our podcasts. I will listen back to our YouTube videos and watch ourselves. Not for self-vanity, but I want to know how we can improve. And then if you look at it from a different point of view and think, oh, actually, do you know what? That person really likes my voice. So I've got to really like my voice. Yeah. 
and then I become comfortable with it and there's a bit of self-love there really. Yeah, think about the things that you like about yourself rather than sitting there thinking about the things that you dislike. Kiss and make up with... I don't know, if you think you've got knobbly knees, kiss your knees. (laughs) (laughs) If you can. (laughs) I'm not really keen on my feet, but I'm not kissing them. (laughs) No, nobody go near them. (laughs) No, but it is true, yeah. Ask a friend, ask your best friend what the best things about you are and then fall in love with them. Mm. That's a really, really good way forward, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, guys, K is for kiss. And again, happy Valentine's. Yes, happy Valentine's, everybody. So if you want to find more about the Future Toolbox, go to our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk. And of course, you can find us on social media. You can go to Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. TikTok. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. YouTube. But have a wonderful week. And we look forward to catching up with you for the next episode of the Z2A. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.